Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, and, and we thank you for your word. And, and it's the last of the ministry of, of that worship. Lord, be the center of it all, of our thoughts, of our life. And in and, and, and our life, we, we do ask that, Lord, but we pray that as well over loved ones, families, children. Think, can you think of, just think like, of, of just believing for God to be the absolute center for family members and loved ones who, who are drifting right now and struggling and finding their way there. They're out there and they're searching it and it's an honest search. It's just they're, they're starting off from the wrong place. So we, we just pray to call them back to the very center and making God first, last, middle, everything about their life that that's that's the part of the worship that's that's the part of it that that when we cry out to god and and we know the god who says who says he will take the blame for everything we did wrong and then he said he'll give us the credit for everything he did right so he takes the blame for everything we did wrong and then he said i'm gonna give you the credit for everything i did right let's let's make that credit the center of our entire life as we pray and, and we believe god that that people are centering around the very presence of god they're not fitting god into their schedule they're making their schedule fit around god and and i just thank you jesus as we too we too lord god it is a it is it is a cry that that tends to break us as if why didn't i always do this why wasn't this always the plan and it's always the situation but we thank you lord god for the opportunity to pray and and praise and worship and cry that out to you lord god nothing else matters help us get to that place god where nothing else matters. It's, it's you. It's just you, Jesus. It's you that we serve. It's you that we worship. I, I will not lay down without the, the proper acknowledgement of my God. I will not do anything without properly acknowledging you, Father, for our children, for all of us. Lord, you are that center. You are that absolute direction. And Father, we just honor you. We thank you for it this morning. We pray, Father God, over the situation over in Ukraine. We pray that, that, that Jesus be the center of it all. Be the center, Lord God. Prince of Peace, come upon that land. Come upon those people. Lord God, we break and tear down every evil assignment uh, that is coming from the enemy that is attacking them. We pray that, that they just become a, a, a alive in their minds and, and begin to stop. The assignment of hurting, killing, murdering, and takeover. I thank you for breaking that in the name of Jesus. As, as we pray, Father, that, that no assignment against that country can take hold. And I thank you, Lord God, as they're calling out in faith and we're believing and standing over them. We thank you for healing the land, healing the nations, causing there to be comfort and peace. And, and Lord, that there will not be no residual damage of any post-war mentally and emotionally. We know, Lord God, that, that minds are being transformed by the Spirit of God as we pray and believe. And we know where two or more gathered together in your name. There you are in the midst is touching 
any and everything. Lord, we lift up young man Aaron that Miss Teresa sent us about and he was on life support. And we just pray continually and thank you for life to his brain. We, we speak Genesis 2-7, Lord God, that you breathe into his nostrils just as you did Adam and he became a living soul. And as Adam laid there dormant and he could not function and do anything on his own, but when you breathe into his nostrils, he became a living soul, a working function. I pray Aaron received the breath of God begin to receive that and your brain will begin to receive signals and, and begin to function and begin to show and tell your body exactly when these happen and Lord God yeah they'll take him off life support because he'll be supported by life itself I thank you for healing him we thank you for the good report we know they've given him hours to keep him on there but Lord I thank you it ain't the hours that they've given him but it's the life that God is ministering to him and I thank you Lord God for Aaron I thank you for him. I thank you for the testimony that's going to come out of his life. Father, we lift up Pastor Donnie that even as he's gotten past COVID, the complications that Lord God, that they will end right now in Jesus name. I thank you for just full capacity of his body from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Lord God, I pray for, for constant and, and, and right feelings throughout his body and his fingertips. Lord, I, I sense that yesterday as you were telling us, pray for him, that Father, that he is having the sensitivity of every ex extremity of his body is being completely sound and well-rounded. I thank you, Lord God, for ministering to him and causing him to be made every bit whole. We pray for strength over him as Pamela, Lord God, and I thank you, Father God, as you are, are, are just blessing them together. We receive healing, and I thank you for him fully for his back and, and, and his neck and all the areas of his vertebrae. I just thank for strength coming into his body, just strength. Lord God, you quicken the sinews into the bodies of a, of a graveyard full of bones. How much more, how much more can you do that in Pastor Donnie? And Lord, we thank you that you're so faithful. We believe you, Lord God, according to Daniel 10 and 12, that you heard us as we prayed the first time. We believe it is done and so. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Mike, not a, oh, there it is. There it is. All right, repeat after me. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can be what it says I can be. And I can do what the word says I can do. It's the living seed of God living in me, and I'll never be the same. Never, never, never will I be the same. God increase, pastor decrease. Give me ears to hear what God has to say. I'm going to walk with power and not let the loss get left. Amen. You guys may be seated. It is so cool. I'm getting so excited. Well, I'm, I'm always excited. But um, that I'm going to find my sermon on this wonderful little gadget. But. That the weather can stay clear so I can do my second speech at Huddle High School. I'm ready. I'm ready, ready. Got to be calmed down. But um, do, you, do you guys sleep better when it's cold? Sleep better when it's cold, when you're cold, when you're not. Like, it's hard to sleep when you're hot, right, and, and you're burning up. And, but however, when it gets cold, and, and this could be just something messed up with me, I like to go out in the cold, come back and get warm. Just to... <laughs> 
Is that y'all don't y'all don't do that? I like there are times if I'm <laughs> that I just want to go out there so I can see what it's like to get warm again, cold and warm, and just to kind of go through that process. And there are times in in life we have to go through processes anyway, but don't forget how to get warm. All right, don't don't forget that. Don't forget how to warm up to God. Don't forget how to warm up to blessings. Don't forget how to warm up to miracles. Don't forget to warm up to even people. After a while, because if you stay cold, right, it's hard to function when you stay cold, when you stay shivering, when you stay through all those things. And so um, a part, part of, of, of like, I like what, what God does with us because it talks about keeping our hearts pure, staying warm before God, right? And, and so listen, in, in those parts of it, even physically, we know that when we are colder, our goal is to pursue being warmer, right? And that's the same thing with your spirit. It has to pursue the warmth of God. It needs to pursue the things because, if we, again, a cold heart is a, is a tough person. Uh, and, and there's areas, I don't care who you are, there's areas, and maybe you're not. Let me, let me just say, I know that there's areas, it, it, it takes more work for my heart to become warm to. Amen. Okay, for me, not y'all. Y'all are all perfect. Just me. Like, like, I don't warm up to everything right away. It takes me a while. That could be people. That could be stuff that I know that, that if that hits, I have, I'm gonna, my heart going to need an extra little heater for, for me to get there. All right? Some people can do it. Some people are right away. Pastor Reed is quicker at warming up to things than I am. There are some things I'm going to hold out. I'm going to see if your heat can actually get there. Right? Because the windows have been open for too long. I've got a few ice cubes on there. I'm going to need some help in that. All right? Uh, I was about to say tonight's message. Today, where the sun's out, is do not kill the witness. Right? Uh, have you ever understood something dealing with, with mafia? And I forgot to tell you, I uh, um, just, just completely off the rails. Mimi, remember Mimi? She called me. Husband passed away seven months ago. But she called me. She's probably going to be in town and she wants us to go and pray over someone uh, who might be possessed. Remember the good old days. That's how we got started in ministry. We were praying for people. <laughs> This is our first date. She brought a lady over that was possessed by a devil. Hey. It's like, we're in love. This woman started crawling around. I was like, all righty. Thank you, Jesus. However, however, we stuck with it, right? So we figured if we make it through that, we can make it through anything. Because the lady had glasses on and she couldn't see without her glasses. Like, yeah, and when did when did blindness become a legal issue? Your people say they legally blind, like they could pass a law. Like, forget feeding the hungry. We need to deal with this illegal blindness that's going on around here. But anyway, she couldn't see. But when she took them off, when she was when this thing was moving through her, and hopefully whatever campfire story y'all ever watched, we need that's what we should do. Like, like we should do like and you should, we should do like demonic casting out because Hollywood hadn't shot these films that we've done been through personally right Hollywood now I'm, I'm a pre, for a small guy I'm a strong guy 
12-year-old girl drugged me around a room while I was hanging on. It was like my legs were flat out. She was moving that fast around the room. And Fred, Fred Solis was like, he slammed the door and went back out. I was like, what? Where, where are you going? <laughs> like, <laughs> you need to stay. These your people. And that girl, I mean, it was, like, it was wild. It was wild stuff. And even the closest thing we came to, Jessica, like at um, Morgan's in them house. This is the closest thing almost to it. What's up, Big J? How you doing? I don't mean to interrupt the sermon, but you here. Uh, go ahead. You can sit down. I just wanted to stop that. Whatever we do on Spotify, this is going to be the weirdest message ever. We done stopped it. Justin coming here. His blue suede shoes. It looks like Elvis done come in, in, in Black History Month. I love it. Just, uh, you done done Elvis all over again. Good to see you and Candace. We always like seeing you. Um, and you park right behind me, so I'm going to back right into your car when it's all said and done. No, you're good. It's good. You know I ain't going to be leaving out here soon. Listen, listen, uh, whatever I was talking about, demons, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to church. Uh, but the closest thing, <laughs> the closest thing we got was we don't talk about this stuff, right? We, we got, like, like, you understand that stuff happening in Russia, Ukraine. It's stuff that we've been seeing spiritually as, as when they look for certain areas that begin to happen. As the church, we need to be praying that out, right? But also being assigned to the fact that there's an evil work behind all of that. The Bible says be, be wary of, of rumors of wars and, and wars and, and talking about wars. And I think I'm saying it backwards. Uh, but war wars, be, be aware of it. But if sometimes we can get in our day, and that's why Jesus needs to be the center, because Jesus will tell you how to pray even when you think things are comfortable. You know what I mean? Like even when you think like, oh, we all good. No, it's not. The mentality of, of an addict, man, isn't a possession the mentality of a possession, when you've ever been possessed by someone, and again, not y'all, uh, Jay, I'm the only one with issues, I, I'm the only one that's had problems, I'm the only one that's been angry, and I, and I, when I went home last week after preaching to y'all, and the way y'all looked at me last week, talking about, because I told y'all how I used to have to be the protector for my sisters, and cut people's gas lines and brakes, just the looks on y'all's face, like, and, and the Lord still called you? Listen, yes. Yes, that should be encouraging. Because sometimes we think we got to be perfect. I know, like, to my family, to my mother, if you just said, like, it took her a year to believe all my stuff. My touch, she goes, did you make all that up just to make yourself look good as a preacher? I said, do I look good as a preacher? Saying all that? She goes, I just can't believe you was like that. I said, Mama, you don't, preach, you don't appreciate the fact that I went and defended your daughters? She goes, I don't like the way you went about it, and I never would have allowed it. She goes, I get the mindset. I said, Mama, that, those, those young men hurt your daughters. They left. And now again, if you met my sisters, probably they was part of that. In fact, I'm pretty sure they broke up with them, and they didn't really didn't even break up with them, but they just sent me over there to do my work, the work that, that I was supposed to do for the family. Okay? I was cut the brake, put candy in the gas line. That was my job. And Miss Pamela, they looked at me last week like I had shot Santa. 
and took all the gifts and nobody was going to get no more prison. But God called me, right? You're not more messed up. God still got a plan for you. He does. He really does. And, and it's like, if you don't, you're going to get caught up in the family plan. Let me tell you, the family plan is not a phone line system. The family plan, my family plan was full of addiction. Uh, it was full of uh, uh, spousal abuse, women abuse. It was full of prostitution. It was full of crime. It was, and that was the family plan. But God got me on his plan where there isn't, isn't any limitation on data. You can use all, you can text Jesus all day. Long, remember when long distance calls used to cost you? Remember that? More credit card scams happened on payphone in colleges than college did. We learned how to steal people's normal. And if you don't go to Jesus, that's what you're going to turn into. I became addicted to the crime to hurt somebody. That's why I told y'all, once, once these dudes got a hold of that, they said, if you date one of these sisters and y'all break up, take your car, have it towed. It's not going to work. And I don't know how they're doing it. I don't know how they didn't see me. The grace of God was protecting me. You know what I mean? Because I was small enough to get under them cars quick and get out. I knew exactly where the brake lines were. Like, and I think if I'd have stayed there, I would have either been dead or prison. Somebody could have died from that. So I'm gonna do it. So we have to do that. So we overcome them by the word of our testimony. I, I, I love doing that. And, and the fact of, of symbolizing the fact that Jesus helps us. He helps us not be what we were going to be. He helps us not do that. And as much as I, again, hated all the addiction, this is nothing to do with this sermon. So y'all who don't have the email, give me your email, and I'll send you the sermon so you can read it. Because this has got nothing to do with it. I just feel like I, I need to say it. As much as I hated going to those funerals where relatives have died from cirrhosis of the liver and, and drink themselves, much as I hate the, the drugs and, and, and said it publicly, I, I hate, and, and again, you want to talk about quiet. When I announced I wanted to kill my biological father, just like this, they were like, he needs to go to that home. He needs to go one of them places. He's got a school, and they were like, you want to kill daddy? I go, yes. He's, my dad was 400 pounds. He's six foot two. First of all, I'm mad about that. Pass some of that on. That's, on, that's number one. I'm mad about that. You selling something that's killing your children, that's killing your sons, that's killing your brothers. I'm mad about it. And here's my plan. First of all, we need to sue Chucky, the movie people. That story is based on my life. They just changed the color of the doll. That's, that, that's my life. I, my plan was to go visit my dad and get close enough to him and get around his neck. And I had these knives. I collected knives. And I was just going to cut his neck. And by the time, well, I didn't do it. Like, I'm just, see, this is what I'm concerned about, y'all. Y'all so, so quick to judge. I didn't do it, but I was going to just kill him. And I wanted to watch the blood run out of him because I didn't believe, listen, let me finish. I didn't believe he bled what we bled. 
Because how could you kill your own sons? He can't have the same. I was looking for something blue or green, or like sewer, to run out of him. Because for somebody to sell something and not care about whether it turns into your kid, something's got to be wrong with you, right? It's like, but don't kill the witness, okay? I didn't do it. He died on his own. And then I finally saw how much he hurt when my last brother was murdered. I, I finally saw it, right? I finally saw it because that was his favorite. In my eyes. Think about it, a little angry. You see what I'm saying? Like, I was this tall for a long time. So, and I was having these thoughts. So, right there, about the size of Chucky, right there. Huh? And they're going to tame your name, put hair on his head. Like, I won't know. That was me. But when we kill the witness, we forget to testify of what God brought us through. Like, what keeps waking you up? What makes you keep preaching? Man, I was about to kill people. I'm gotta, I got to stay in this to bring people to life. I've got to do it. I can't do it. I don't know any other. It doesn't make sense. Nothing else makes sense to me. Nothing else matters to me. I'm, 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 I'm an addict, and I have an addictive personality. Don't I? We have an air fryer that ain't missed a day since I got it. A juicer. <laughs> you say, yes, sir. I say, juicer. Ain't missed. I have an addictive personality. I didn't take drugs. I inhaled them. I didn't drink alcohol. I inhaled it. Everclear is not to be drink. If, and I don't want you to test it out either. But some of y'all already know. And they keep walking up. And, and this is the thing, right? When, when, when you get into that mentality, you think you're right. You think you can scam and, on everybody. When, when, <laughs> I remember one guy when I saw him pushing his car the next day. I'm riding to church with my parents. The good part, right? And I see the guy pushing his car. We have to do it on Saturday nights. I see the guy pushing his car because that means he started it and probably ran out of gas, which saved his life. So there was some mercy in me. I cut the brakes and I put sugar in the tank. Which no, Gracie, I know I'm not. I'm not proud of this, but I think I think sometimes we think we're trying to get good so we can be good for God. And God has said, I'll take you as you are. But had I not put that sugar in the tank, he might have driven fast enough to not be able to stop his car. Like I, God's like, I gotta help this idiot out. He gonna, he gonna kill somebody. And and my hands would have been all over the candy, you know. They gonna figure out something. You know, nobody, and it's a clean cut. And they knew not to do that. Let me tell you something. As vigilant, I, I, I couldn't, whenever they tell me, I, did, wasn't even, I didn't even second guess it. I jumped up out of bed. I was ready to go. You tell me to go pray, I jump up out of bed. It's, it's ready to go. The same energy I had for evil, I use it for good. The same center of hate and bitterness. You hurt one of my family members. I'm going to make sure you die. I want to make sure you live now. See, I'm normal. It's, it's, it's so wild, right? Because what I hate it, like, like, it's like the Apostle Paul said in, in Romans 7, 14 through 20. What I know I'm not supposed to do, I keep doing it. 
And the thing I know I'm supposed to do, that I won't do. The thing I know is wrong, I keep doing over and over again, even though I know it's wrong and I say in my head, that's wrong. But the thing I know to do right and I say, I need to do that, I don't ever do. What is wrong with me? It says sin is living in me. Let me say it the way they were singing it this morning. That means sin is the center and not Jesus is the center. Right? It's just the way it is. And literally, you can believe that you're right. You can believe that you're, here's a, here's a cool thing. Jaira, Jaira, do you remember when you went with me to, no, you don't remember. But let me remind you, when you went with me to uh, Dallas, we were speaking in elementary school. Remember the little boy told you to come stand next to me? You remember that? Come up here, Jaira. Watch this little elementary, this little elementary kids. Look how rude these elementary kids are. Now, Jaira was a junior in high school. How long have you been taller than me since you're how And don't be rude. Did you say fifth grade? <laughs> You're not. Oh, and I got pictures of you in fifth grade. Come on all the way up. Okay, so the little boy said, uh, can you have your son come stand next to you? I was like, yeah. So come up there, and all the other little kids busted out laughing, except for the one little dude that asked us to do it. He just kept his hands behind his back. Like, he said, okay, and then he sat down. And Jarwin said, I'm sitting there like, I still got to speak. I'm confused about it, right? And then I asked the counselor later, like, what was up? the little dude. And he said, I've never seen a father and son stand next to each other before. First time ever. He, and she said, she, he needed to know, how could you and your son ride that far together? I was like, I fed him. <laughs> I fed him. L- listen, it was an example to that kid. And I think he later wrote a note saying, I know what it's going to be like. I know how I'm going to stand next to my kid. I'm not going to poison my kid with the stuff that, that my father tried to poison me with. All right? So good. You look good. You did good. You did good. Awesome. Awesome. And it, was, it was like people are just looking for the example, and we have to do that. There's no, the, the reason to get me out of that anger and get me out of that stuff wasn't so that I could have children that I could use to masquerade up here. It was to live a life to be an example, to get the stuff out of me. I didn't know how to control it. One thing I couldn't control, no matter how hard I tried, was my anger. I couldn't get it. And then I found out in the Bible that it takes the spirit to tame that, and especially to tame the tongue. It took the spirit. There was a, there's a nature in there. <laughs> this is supposed to be about blind Bartimaeus, but I guess it's, it's about Tory Maeus right now. And, 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 I, and I remember that, the fact that my anger would get to a point where to fight, I, I would let the people hit me first. Because if they hit you first, you got a reason to. And if you hit me in the face first, that gave me a bunch of reasons. I had to smell blood. Ain't, am I hitting it right? Okay. I keep trying, to, keep trying to get witnesses here, but nobody else is, is with me. I used to have to smell that. You ever get hit in the face and you could, you could smell like the blood? Yeah. Anybody ever done that? You ever got hit where? Thank you. Like, you guys play tennis and you play soccer, you play sports. It ain't a fight. It ain't the only time it happens in a fight. You know, anybody been hit in the nose? No. Stop. Lying. You know good and well you've been hit. I'm going to hit you after church. After church, I'm going to experience that. Care you brought your husband up in here? I'm scared of you. You gonna bring your husband up here like I'm supposed to be worried? 
Take on all swing like that. Anyway, if you get hit in the nose, your eyes water. I needed to feel that. Like, I would not even act like I was about to fight until I got hit a couple times. And my twin was like, why are you smiling? You just got punched. I said, now I can kill them. Because they started it. Let me tell you, it may seem like the devil hit you first. Finish the fight. Finish the fight. Yeah. He, he may have got the first lick in. He may have gotten some generations of licks in. Finish the fight. Now you can kill him. <sighs> now you can you gonna you gonna got my child on drugs. I'm gonna kill you. Like like you something we too nice. The Bible says to be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. You got you got there's a monster in you that needs to be you need to keep him. Because the monster is what's gonna help you get rid of the thing that's trying to chase down generations. We got too many rabbits in the body of Christ. I just want to be a fluffy bunny. Only thing a rabbit can do is get ate. It can't don't fight. It don't do nothing. When I'm jogging in my neighborhood, it's like ten or twelve of them. They don't. They don't do like the dogs behind the gate. Wish they had the opportunity that the rabbits had. There's a man jogging in the neighborhood. The dogs wishing they was out. The rabbits are just skipping on. They can't do nothing. You've got there's 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 a, my addictions have been moved to worship and word and speaking. I am just as much of an addict now as I was then on the right stuff. Right? I'm on the good stuff now. What scares me, I think some of y'all would have probably enjoyed me more on the other stuff. I think you would have. I think <laughs> there are friends of mine still tell stories that I don't remember. Look what the Lord has done. <laughs> Let's talk about blind water man. So this is, we only got two sets of verses for the sermon, but we don't need them. Blind Bartimaeus in Mark chapter 10, um, I'm not even going to read this, it's Mark 10, 46 through 42, if you're taking notes, I can see so many people taking notes. So Mark chapter 10, verse 46 through 42, 52, 46 through 42, <laughs> the Bible in reverse, 46 through 52, and basically what it says, Bartimaeus had been sitting there at the place, and, and he'd been blind, and he heard Jesus coming, and he started crying out, right? He heard Jesus coming. He heard that Jesus was there, right? And faith comes how? Hearing, hearing and hearing by the word of God. And, and a lot of times, until we get in faith, we're not going to even cry out like we should. He heard Jesus coming, and he cried out. And, and what did all the people do that was around him? They said, be quiet, be quiet. I'm the one that's blind. I'm not going to be quiet. I know, I hear, I hear the one that's coming who can heal me, and now you want me to be quiet when you done stepped over me for years? And now it's time to be quiet? No. They said he got louder. Let me tell you something, when, when, and let me tell you the biggest voice that you're going to hear telling you not to try, it's, it's within you. It's, that's the one that's going to be like, you know you can't do that. You know you're too old for that. You know good and well, you done messed up. You know too many people know about your past. You know you're too messed up. And that's the one that cries out, and you need to scream out, I can't, I'm going to get my vision today. Today I get to see, and you need to cry out even louder. 
even louder when you when you start to cry out because you know God is on my side I know God I know you can hear me and everyone has stepped over you and the reason why we're standing up so that our kids and our children's children don't end up in the same situation that we're in or we were in because for generations it gets worse what we attempted what I saw not y'all what I saw was attempted by uh, older siblings before was completely engulfed by their younger siblings, right? They were, not, they were not just involved. They were hooked. What they tasted, these folks lived, okay? The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good so that our children may live, right? Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19, I said before you this day, blessings, cursings, life, death, choose life to both you and your, both you and your kids, and then your kids' kids, and then everything that you touch can live. Why haven't they lived with my choice? We get two things that we can do every day. We get a chance. We get a choice. What we do with that choice, what we get that chance, we got to make the right choice. Right? They ain't living because nobody made the right choice. And now when they get their chance, all they know how to do is blow it. I may tell you about my cousin, Duracell, but I'm going to go on. Listen, <laughs> him and Energizer. But he said he cried out more. He had been blind. He, imagine never seeing, but you hear sight. You hear healing. Right? And, and they're going to like, quiet down. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Have you ever been so mad, somebody trying to tell you, quiet down? You've been accused of ever been in a place, quiet down. You're like, ah, like, that's when you get all like, ah, why they following me at H-E-B? Ah, I pay for more peas than everybody. Ah. You're going to get all loud, right? You want everybody to witness <laughs> what they judging you about, right? I'm going to be able to do it. He, he cried out all the more. Here's the amazing thing. They said, okay, okay, he done heard you. Jesus said, who is that? Think about when God said, who are you? Do you know who you are in Christ? Because that's what he's asking. And even ask him, do you want to be healed? Because you're crying because you said you got faith. But who are you and why do you want to be? What do you want from me? I can't see. Why are you asking me that? Because sometimes people can't see and really don't want to be able to see. You ever talk to somebody that wrong and know they're wrong and you tell them that they're wrong and they still don't want to see that they're wrong because they don't want that wrong to go away because they know when they're wrong and if they turn that to right, they got to be responsible for the right that they just turned to? Wrong. I need to take a deep breath. I'm just angry. Like, like I'm, 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 I'm mad. I, 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 like, I, I don't want to see people because like, you're wrong. You know you're wrong. Stop. Should have ran another mile this morning. I wouldn't have this much energy if I'd have put another mile. I'd put another mile on that. And he jumps up and, and he said, the Lord said, they said, the Lord said, come to me. How many times have people made excuses? What could have been his excuses? I can't see you. How am I going to come to you? Well, that would have been a lie, right? He couldn't say that because he already done heard. And faith comes by hearing and hearing. So he could walk near he, what, he, what he heard. What is that? Uh, uh, I'll, jive, I'll, jive, I'll, I'll hate to bother you again. I'm pretty sure you're in tune to the message and taking notes back there. Remember at the last conference we was at, not the last, last one, but the last one in 2020 with the Texas School for the Deaf Kids was there, and they were on the dance floor. 
doing the electric slide on beat. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done. They on beat. I'm like, how is this possible? Now, I know all y'all know by now. I didn't. And I was supposed to start at 9 o'clock. It's 9.15. I can't stop watching. It's because they could feel the vibration. I was like, you know what? You can say the nicest stuff you want. People can feel what you're saying. You, you, can, you can put some syrup on that all you want to. People can feel it, and they can't get in rhythm with you because they can feel what you're saying. And then it makes you wonder, like, why can't people who can hear not feel your heart when you're telling them, I care about you, you about to die, stop. <laughs> little boy, look, they made me do six speeches on Wednesday up in Dallas. All I could think about was when it starts sleeting, I'm ready to go. It starts sleeting at 4.30 a.m. <laughs> I was ready to go before I ever started. And they sit up in there, they separate the girls and the boys. So I do a speech for the girls, the same speech for the boys. Sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. Girl, boy, girl, boy, girl, boy. I go out for lunch, it's still sleeting. I say, mister, let's just bring everybody in at once. Well, I can go south. They ain't sleeping over there in Waco. And uh, he kept bringing them in there. And this, this one little dude, like, I, and normally I don't let my speeches, Leah tell you, I don't let someone interrupt it unless I call them up. But I was like, man, what's wrong with you? He was like, I said, I know I'm not supposed to act like this. But what's wrong with you? I'm not the first one that's asked this question, Emma. Sit down. Shut up. You're going to die. Like, that's all I had in me to say. Man, it's this, the assistant principal said, man, I've been telling him that for years. And I said, why don't you care about you? What happened? Why are you acting so weak? All of his boys that was there joking with him, because I'm this close. They say, you look shorter further away. You look real short once you get close. But I'm wider. You ain't going to get around me. And I said, look at your friends now. They ain't giggling with you now. I just had to call it out. He said, man, and that person, man, he hugged me. And I was like, the kid's going to think we planned this. This ain't no plan. He said, man, I know he can do it. He said, I cry over that kid. He said, I thought it was something wrong with me. And you're the first one to show that kind of passion. And I thought, like, they ain't going to ever invite me back. <laughs> they ain't going to ever invite me back. Who screams at somebody's kid like that? Who does that? They brought him in for the next speech. I was like... I'm getting kicked out of here for sure. Don't kill the witness. Blind Bartimaeus said, you can't shut me down. You ain't going to kill my voice. <laughs> blind Bartimaeus like that. You can't shut me down. I'm blind. I can't see you, but I'm blind. <laughs> he went to him, and he goes over. But here's the cool part. He threw his coat off. And we, you and I have talked about this. We've done, man, get you a godly spouse. My gosh. 
It helps you with your preaching. Uh, blind people don't throw stuff. They set it down so they can know how to get back to it. Get it? It also was a beggar's coat because they gave people who had a disability this particular coat so they had rights to beg. If they lived here, they'd have rights to sit out on the corner and beg just because of the coat they got on. Right? You didn't throw off your income. Right? That helped you. You got this because you're disabled. He threw off his income because he knew another surplus was coming from God. He said, I ain't got to worry about setting it down because I'll be able to find it because I'm going to be able to see once I get to Christ. Man, listen, listen. And, and young folks, old, all of us, somebody is trying to get you to see. And you keep acting like that because he's setting you keep. And we're watching you. This is what's crazy. Like, folks, thank you crazy. If you just keep setting it down, I'm going to come right back to this mess. Remember when we used to make people burn up their CDs? Did you remember that? Come to youth. They burn up their secular CDs. Kids be crying. If it didn't mean nothing, why are you acting like that? <laughs> Mega death. I'm like, burn that. Had a baseball bat. I bring it out, burn it. They was finding goat heads and blood and stuff up in Taylor. I don't remember that. They were, they were sacrificing this stuff. I mean, y'all done come to the wrong service. I, listen, y'all like, that dude doesn't No more chucking for him. And I was like, we burning all of that. Because it was caught up. Some of the music was portraying it. Some of the music was too live crew them. They wondered why the girls was acting that way. And we were like, let's burn it. Let's show it. We was in there. We, we'd get out of bat. And you knew who was the ones who were the most violent was the ones who had burned and beat their stuff up the week before. Right? We don't know if they called Jesus or just revenge. They're going to die like I died. And when we walked in that together, I remember that. We had the trash can. We kept the trash can. We kept the trash can for visual. Visual, come to Jesus. Let him be the center. He can't be the center if you snacking. He can't, heal. He can't make you hunger for him if you eating snacks. Snacks. He can't make you hungry. There's steak, but you snacking. You can't eat. You can't. You don't have any hunger. I don't want to go to church. I don't. I don't want you because you too tired to go to church. You snack to four a.m. on whatever it is you were giving your attention to. I think it's the boots. Maybe it's the boots that's making me act like I just feel like I just want to just start drawing like. <laughs> but he threw his coat off and some of us need to throw off our hate throw off our past throw off how we were raised throw it off and don't even act like you're trying to find it anymore because it's an excuse people don't like to get rid of their defects because they don't want to get rid of their excuse it's been my excuse for so long so I'm going to keep my defect this is the way I am I'm just blunt no you rude you what I don't sit up here and sweat for y'all for no reason. I'll tell you that. Our heart, and I mean I need to find this to make sure I said, our heart will tell us what is relative 
are what is reliable. Right? Because there are some things that are relative right now that's not reliable. And your hate may be relative. It may be okay for you to hate. It may be okay for you to think everybody don't understand what you're going through, but it's not reliable. Folks are telling you stuff because it's reliable. People have to tell me, my doctor, who I don't like to go to, tells me stuff that ain't relative to me, but it's reliable. He says you're unhealthy. He says you're fat. He says that to me. I want to punch him in his face and tell him that you put that thing on you. But he says, Tori, I'm man, years ago when you came in here, you didn't look like that. You look better. The sentence years ago. You had more hair on your head years ago. And here I go. You know, people insult you long enough, you don't go back. I'm going to have to go back, though, apparently. I got to go get physicals. To hear somebody insult you? And they get you once you go in there and, you know, you're in a little gown thing. You, you, can't, you don't feel comfortable talking back. I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a little paper gown. He, like, he got the event. Like, they, they do these mind games on you in the doctor's office. They, here, put this paper gown on. You're like, yeah, I'm going to step on. I've got a skirt on. Like, I, I can't even do that. And I think that's what the devil does. He gets you to show up wearing his stuff as he going to work on you. And then when you start talking back who Jesus called you to be, you feel like, well, I'm not dressed to fight. <laughs> Listen, fight any day, anytime, anywhere, any place. Any place. Any place. My mom always said, there's a stick somewhere. What that meant to me, that's, that's what that meant to me. That's what that meant to me. She didn't interpret. That's all she said. That meant bust somebody in the head somewhere. Now, what we, just what I was, in my mind, and when you told me it's a stick somewhere, what that meant to me is not just hit them, hit them and then drag the stick so they can get splinters too. Because none worse, it's one thing to get hit, pow, but that splinter stays in there. Y'all didn't think like this? I try to drag the spiritual stick across the devil and leave splinters in him. I don't want him to sit comfortable. I don't want my past to be easy. Go back. Go back? Anyway, it's not reliable. It's because it's relative. It's not reliable. Bitterness is not reliable. They don't love you. You don't use up things you love. You don't make what you love feel bad. You don't, you, you know what I mean? Pastor is not going to beg me to love her. She don't have to, but she's not going to. This is not how it works. Love me, honey. Love me. Show me you love me. Oh, man, you better do what you vow. You vow, we vow, I vow. Love me, love me. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna go, I ain't gonna cook for you if you don't love me. That ain't how we work in our house. That's not love, that's incarceration. Right? Right? I've never been to jail, and not because I didn't deserve to go. I just never got caught. I said that to all the prisons I used to go to, the only difference between us is y'all got caught. I didn't. I did crimes. Okay? But you had to ask to do stuff in there. I hear, I heard. 
Let me do this other verse and then let y'all go. Matthew chapter 19, verse 26 through 30. Now, I don't have to look at these. I've been studying them for about two weeks now. All right? Peter is, is all riled up, and, and Jesus is telling him, you know, follow me. And Peter says, we've left all. We've left everything to follow you. And Jesus didn't even say anything about that. He, didn't, he said, yeah, you should. That's what you need to do. That needs to happen. And, and he says, however, in leaving all, you will get a hundredfold return for following me. The very thing that you're leaving back that you think is so important ain't compared to the harvest that God has for you. They left their boats. All they knew was fishing. And he said, they, we left everything. You got to leave everything. Because if not, you're going to be diluting it. You're going you, to dilute the gospel, and diluting is just before deleting. When your prayer gets diluted with what you're thinking about, you eventually stop praying. You delete it. I know, man. I know. I'm just, I'm just riled up. I've been, because I just feel like it's attacking people. And I've always been a defender of people. I've always been a defender of, of even as a little kid, of, of, of a man beating a woman. I would always jump on top, like jump on top of her. And, and if he hit me, he had to deal with a whole bunch of people. And I would, and that lady would get back up and go right back to him. You know what it was like to a seven, eight-year-old kid who just gave everything they had to protect you, and you're going to go hug him? I want to cut her ties. <laughs> it does. It, 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 it makes me mad. Not y'all. Y'all are so perfect. I wish I was y'all. It makes me mad. Like crazy mad. Like needing straight jacket mad that some things that happened to that little boy, the little boy I was just telling you all about that was like that. He said, yeah, my dad left me when I was two as well. And then saw me when I got to see him, he act like he wasn't related to me. He says, I'm your dad, but we're not related. So instead of asking what's wrong with him, what happened to you? That's what happened to him. He keeps looking for a relative the wrong way. Some of my speeches was about healthy relationships. Not everybody in your circle knows how to be in your corner. They don't know how to be there for you. And when they know how to manipulate you and use you, they're not going to be there for you. Not going to be there for you. They're just not. Now, the problem is when those of us who've been through this stuff, we have to watch our hearts. And like him, I have to watch my heart because all I think of is, oh, well, they're about to leave too. They're about to leave. This, these people are no longer here. But they gave us a plaque. Y'all the greatest pastors ever. <laughs> we ain't seen them since. Except at a game. And I was like, what is wrong with you? Like I went to, I had to ask. How did we go from the greatest to never being seen? 
And she goes, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. What is wrong with you? Do y'all just go around practicing lying? Like I had had enough. Like you didn't have to say nothing. You could have bought tacos with your plaque money. We didn't need it. But why did you do that? Like, like I got abandonment issues and still working on them. I have to die to myself. I have to. All right? All right? Because I'm a very selfish, emotional person. Like, if I'm for you, I'm for you. All right? All I need for you to do is break that once and then. And I got to get better. Because people are people, right? You know what I mean? Ugh. Ugh. From the waist down, you, you know what? Just bow your heads. It's, Man, pray, play something that's soothing, because these folks have been through a lot this last 40 minutes. Come on, Justice, play a song. Play, I know, just play it. And I know Jar ain't the one slow back there, because he was judging early. Okay, when that piano starts, know that you're healed, okay? Father, we just pray, I thank you, that these witnesses in this room will not be destroyed that they'll be able to witness to themselves and to their circumstances about the goodness. And I've heard about God. There's a worship song that we sing as you're praying. It's, it's, it's a worship song that we've heard, and it's called Rumors. And I'll start a rumor of my own of how good my God is. I heard rumors that, God, your grace is sufficient. I've heard rumors that your mercy is new every day. I've heard rumors that you can do something with my broken heart, God. I've heard rumors that you can break addictions and strongholds and demonic power. I've heard rumors. And now, my words, since the witness haven't been killed, I'm going to start a rumor of my own. Fact, Jerry, I'll find that one. Find that one. I'll start rumors of my own. I'll start rumors. Come on, it's time for you to start a rumor. And when, when the people start to chase you down, who's trying to get you to go back to what you used to be? No, you're going to know what? I've started a new story. I've started something new. My line to you is no longer available. I'm not on that plan anymore. I'm on the plan of God. And that number, that behavior is unlisted in my life. I thank you, Lord God, as you begin to deliver us from the mentality of being guilty of something as we said before lord you took the blame for everything we did wrong and then gave us credit for everything you did right help us to take the credit help us to take that credit because it's what you did for us because if we don't take that credit we're gonna run up a bill against ourselves that god came and sent Jesus to die for. You're free. Come on, you're free. You're free. Who the Son has set free is free indeed. I don't know how to get this out of my mind. Come on, give it to God. Give it to God. Break that. Break it in the name of Jesus. Break that. Break that. I, I, I'm just now seeing how bad this must look to my family. I'm seeing how bad this must look to everybody that loves me, everybody that's running to care for me, how bad it must look when I keep pushing them away, when I keep telling them I prefer blindness over what I know I'm capable of doing. I, 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 I see it now, but God, I want to continue to see after this moment. I know inside 
there's better. I know it is. I know it is. It's the only reason why people keep coming after me. I know it is. I know that's why people kept coming after me. God, help, help folks to see that's why they kept coming after me. Out of all the stuff that I was doing wrong, they still said there's something in there that God wants to use. There's still something in you that God has a plan for. There's still a purpose. There's still a place. It's not done. It's not over. And like the rich young ruler, that was one thing that I lacked. That was one thing I was refusing to sell, and that was the hatred toward my father. And once I forgave him, the floodgates of the calling, the floodgates of walking and purpose, the floodgates of freedom flowed over whatever coat you still got on. This is the time to cast it off. It is damaging more than you can even imagine. And it's under the guide of wisdom and protection. Throw the coat aside. God has a plan for you, but you can't keep carrying a thing that represents blindness. You can't keep carrying a thing. You're begging somebody to love you. You're begging somebody to be with you. You're begging. He was a beggar. Stop where now I'm taking this coat off. I'm not going to beg again. I see and hear Christ. So I got my faith. You let your confidence grow right here. I can see it. I love this song. My confidence is growing. I'm going to start rumors of my own. I know people are going to show back up, but I got a rumor about me that I go and I go after God with all of my heart, soul, mind, and body. And I thank God for everyone. I thank God for the people, the hardness of people. And Lord, that we're doing everything you've called us to do. And Lord, we thank you for how you're healing our land. Again, we, we mention Ukraine again. We tell them again, you're healed, you're whole. We come against the enemy's attack. They cannot win. The assignments are being broken. The directions are being destroyed. Confusion is happening just like you did in the armies in the Old Testament. They're being confused and being sent back. Father, I praise you. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hey, I want you to take at time at some point and hopefully immediately in your own inside of you and thank the people who've been mean to you not personally don't go up to them because you may not be i'm not i'm, I'm not asking you to do something i can't do i can't do it in their face because i want to kick them but uh but thank them for being harsh because you may not have done what you needed to do had they kept babysitting you you may not have been able to do it. So thank that person who told you, you better get it together. Get up out of my face. You know, whatever they said, do that, all right? We love you. I only got juice today. You ain't got to worry about your kids dealing with no pretzels. And uh, we love you guys. You're dismissed.